0: Welcome to the Very Merry Life podcast, unfiltered, unscripted, and always relatable as fuck. I'm your host, Mary Hendricks, and you might know me from Instagram as that relatable AF mama who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point. And if not, hang tight and join in as things get real, honest, and probably a bit too TMI as I, and the help of some amazing guests, dive into all things mom life, marriage, sex, and more. No experts, just real life moms talking real life things. So get ready to laugh lots, cry occasionally, and leave feeling seen, supported, and inspired. Making friends is hard enough as an adult, let alone as a mom, but all of that changes right here and now. So hang on, lean in, virtually clink whatever glass you have nearby with mine, and let's go. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. It is a new episode every single week, every single Friday. That is exactly what is going to be happening here, and hopefully you guys have had a great week. If not, fuck it. It's a new one ahead. Bad moments happen to everyone. Brush it off. Tell yourself that you're a great mom because it's exactly what you are or you're a great human being. If you don't have kids, same thing applies, okay? Uh, If you are a working mom, hopefully you are listening to this on your way home from work or on your way into work, depending. Uh, And the moment you get home from work, I want you to crack open a hard seltzer or pour yourself a glass of wine. Or a Coke. You don't have to drink. We don't need to. You don't have to drink to be my friend. You know. I, I just want to point that out. Uh, and if you're a stay at home mom, I hope hope you're escaping your kids for a little bit, doing something for you. Same thing. Crack hard seltzer. Pour a glass of wine. You deserve it. We all deserve it because we're all working our fucking asses off. And um, yeah, I'm recording this right now as I just had a uh, hard seltzer. So <laughs> woo. Anyway. Let's get into it. We're talking fourth trimester. I have one of my favorite moms on Jordan from Wonderfully Mama. I am so excited. She is such. I feel so fortunate to be connected with her. Um, I, I, it, she, she, her handle is exactly what she is in my life. Wonderful, and we're gonna talk some fourth trimester shit. And I say shit because sometimes it is shitty. So let's get into it. Buckle up and uh, let's go. All right, hi Jordan.
1: Hi Mary.
0: Hi. So, Hi. I am so excited. Jordan is a account and I'm going to let her introduce you uh, to everyone in a second, but she's an account that we I don't I can't even remember where we got connected. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yes. Girl gangs. Girl gangs. Oh my so, God. that Ugh. background information on that she was an account uh, on Instagram, who I don't believe even existed. No, nope. she
1: just fell off the face of the earth, honestly.
0: I think she just ended. I no, don't I, even know. I don't
1: I know. You know what? Someone else now take took over the page, but there was no background on like what happened. I don't know. It was wild.
0: Yeah, um, it was weird. Uh, but she basically when the original owner of that page was doing things, she basically had her page to blast influencers who were doing things really terribly, like not following FTC guidelines or being tricky or, Mm -hmm. um, I think she was like really big into like blasting influencers who like promoted skincare, but put a filter Uh, on.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's like also, and I was like, Oh, she probably just like get rid of all the filters. I was like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah right. Yeah, Uh, and then I think she like blasted MLM practices Mm -hmm. and certain stuff like that. I had had conversations with her too. Like I would message her from time to time, and she was so nice.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. And I think
0: and I think she shared your page at one point.
1: She shared, she had like uh would put out like a question box of smaller accounts that you like to follow. Yeah. And she would share them so that we could hopefully help get the smaller accounts more traction and, Yeah, and support. And I remember she randomly put my page out there, someone submitted it that was one of my followers. Yeah. And when that happened, I mean, I was just like, whoa, because she, I mean, she blasted it out to a decent following. And so I was just like, this is wild. Um yeah. And then, yeah, we connected. It was it was amazing ever since. Very, yeah, very exciting. <laughs>
0: well, so with that, I'm going to, Jordan, I want you to introduce yourself, tell everyone about you, and then we are going to get into the whole nitty gritty, newborn, yes. newborn, mm.
1: Yep. Mom I'm life. Of it right now. Oh okay. yeah. So my name is Jordan and I have an Instagram page called wonderfully mama. And I have now three girls, um, Charlie, Cameron and Mackenzie, who is about to be eight weeks old. Um, and I used to be a teacher and I became a stay at home mom, pretty much when I feel like a lot of people started being, um, at home when the pandemic hit. Yep. And I really felt like I wanted to have a page where I was able to connect with other moms and just really make others feel not alone in the highs and the lows and just be able to have a friend that gets it. And so I just started kind of turning my page into more of like an account where I was sharing my experiences as a mom and just everything like that. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And I am doing it. Yeah. And I love
0: (laughs) it. I love it. Thank I love following God. Jordan. And that's like the big thing. I think on Instagram, it, it's funny because you, I feel like it's such a, it's such like a club. Yes. <laughs> like Instagram becomes such a club, but it becomes a club, especially when you start growing in your account numbers where people mm-hmm. like think that like, that's my thing is like, I love having conversations with accounts that are way smaller than mine, because that's the thing that's like, I, just because your account grows or whatever, it does not make me any different. And I love talking to moms. That's why I got into this is just to be able to meet moms that were in similar boats as yes. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I was, I don't know how pregnant I was when you, I, were, I started
1: following you. I'm not even kidding, probably a week or two before you announced you were pregnant with Haley. Okay.
0: Yeah. So and then you got pregnant when in October, didn't you? get Yeah, pregnant
1: October, October, like right before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> you, like,
0: you like how yeah. I know that?
1: I love um, that you know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So I remember that, and you because I think you were trying. I feel like you told me that you
1: were trying. Yes. yes. And I was like, I remember even before I put it out on Instagram, I was like, Mary, guess what?
0: <laughs> I had to you know it's you. yeah no I know that that's what's going on because there was like five people. Within that time of people who I have never met that told, told me all, that told me that they were pregnant all within the same, like with the moment they got a positive pregnancy test. And I was like, yes. I'm so honored. I'm so honored that you're telling me this right now. It's <laughs> so because like, it's because you
1: honestly, I mean, I'm not, not to sound super cheesy or anything, but that's me. Um, you know, you do, you, you own the title of relatable AF mama. Like you just kind of feel like, even (laughs) though we've never met in real life, you just feel like I've been friends with you for forever. That's how it feels.
0: Well, that's how it feels. Like even talking to you one day, we're going to make that shit work though, because we are I found out Jordan, like small world, Jordan and I were in conversation. Yes. I found out what your sister, my
1: sister, it's my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. Okay. That, yes. that are it in lived. my hometown. Yes. So, right by you.
0: Yeah. We're, we're going to make How? this happen.
1: I, I, it will, it will, it will. Crazy. I know.
0: Yeah. But so Jordan is in the thick of things. She had her third eight weeks ago, you said. Almost. Almost. And um, we're going to talk fourth trimester. And for anyone that isn't familiar with what the fourth trimester is, because I, I never even knew that this was a thing before I got pregnant with my first, even my second, I don't even think I knew what the fourth trimester was until like. I think probably after I had Spencer and I kind of realized yeah. that like, that's what was going on, but yeah. no one ever prepped you. you. You are prepped about the first trimester, second trimester, third Absolutely. trimester of pregnancy. No one tells you about the fourth after the baby is born. Nope. And that is the 12 week period after your baby is born. It is the tremendous shift in motherhood where you just are dealing with newborn life, your postpartum life, your postpartum mm-hmm. body, all the things that are going on Yes. In your own body, um, and you're kind of just navigating that tremendous shift uh, that I, I think a lot of people just completely forget about. Completely forget
1: about. And I wish that wasn't. I wish that wasn't how it was. Well, it would I, help.
0: yeah. Well, it would help tremendously because I can tell you right now. For me, even the being pregnant the third time, knowing that that's what was coming again for me that's probably what made my anxiety for being pregnant the third time far worse because I love, I I love being pregnant. I know you did not like being pregnant. No, I like being pregnant. I like just, I I did, I have a decent, easy pregnancy. And I love it. I love that. But postpartum.
1: Fuck. Yeah. No, Mm -mm. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's a whole. I don't want to say the word monster of its own, but I mean,
0: it kind of is,
1: it it kind of is. Yeah. It kind
0: of is. And it hits you in a way that you will never even be prepared for. Like, I I think you can, you can, I I think talking about it and that's why I think it's so crucial to talk about, but like knowing different experiences with it is so important because even when it happens, you have no clue how you are going to handle it until you're in it. Even if it's not your first baby, even Absolutely. if it's your first or your second, your third or fourth or beyond, it's, it's different every single time.
1: I could not agree more. I could not agree more. No. I mean, even just thinking about just now this, this third time around, I'm sure you'll speak to it too, but no. two, three different, completely ex- ex- different experiences. Oh, oh
0: yeah. I think the first, my first with, Cassidy was my first with Cassidy was nice I think that first baby okay. was nice okay
1: yes I I I I will say obviously still has its struggles but I feel like when you have your first baby I was like trying to think back to like when I had Charlie yeah and it really yes it's a huge shift from being not a mom to being a mom yeah right? you're like okay what's this I don't know how to like you always worry about Will yeah. I know how to take care of a baby will I know what to do you know yeah. all those things and then when you're doing it like you i almost look back and i think like it was so nice because you really were able to focus on that baby and oh it was they were yeah. sleep, you know yeah. you were able to have although in the in the time that it's happening you don't feel like you're having a lot of you time right yeah, but yeah. you do like there's so many breaks throughout the day that you felt like okay i, I have a moment for myself right yeah. and it, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was such a luxury, you know. I was able yeah. to like lay her down or just um, hold her and not have to worry about anything else around me.
0: I like my postpartum. Like I would sit at home and just watch reruns of like my the favorite best. show with like, a baby on your chest. It's the best. I, was, like, I didn't worry about like the laundry and care about any of that shit because I was like, whatever. No. But I had a baby on my chest that I would sit and it was like after Christmas. So it was like all the oh. snow. <laughs> like if you, if you have to think about a good time to have a baby, it was like <laughs> Cassidy was born on like, December 22nd, but we had her and we came home on Christmas Eve. It was just like, Everything just worked. Wow! And it was just like a nice time of year to have a baby. Mm-hmm. But her postpartum experience was okay, and I think everything was so new because it would have been my first time going through it. That it was almost. I I think it was when like the when I hit one month postpartum is when yeah. it kind of like it all the excitement kind of fizzled
1: mm-hmm. out. Yes. Yep. Where it was like cloud nine a little bit. Yeah. When
0: the, the bubble kind of bursts and you're like, oh, like I have to leave the house and <laughs> I I have to like, it's not such like a, a novelty anymore. Like it's not so yes. new anymore. And people are like not checking in on you as much. Like when things yeah. start kind of dwindling back on that. And then when you have your second, it's still kind of exciting because you never had a second before. That's true. And so you're kind of like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make this work. And then when you have your third, everyone's like w- worrying about your other two. So no one's really even paying attention to your baby. Like, right.
1: yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> it's,
0: it's just, it's very, it was very funky this time around. I definitely was, I feel like my postpartum this time was a little bit better because I knew that it was going to be rocky and I prepared, yes. but now, now it's starting to hit me. Like that. I,
1: I heard I, you were talking about that. Basically. Yeah, I,
0: th- I talked about it on my TikTok. Where
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I rocked the beginning portion of my postpartum. Yeah, but now it's starting to fizzle out. Where it's like the the excitement is over. Where you're not being treated so much about like uh, as being a newborn mom again. Like people kind yeah. of forget about you, and you're kind of just you feel like just I don't. I don't know. There's like not as much excitement anymore about being a brand new mom again. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of lost in like that in between.
1: And too, they probably think, oh, you know, Mary, she has three kids. Like she's fine.
0: Well, yeah, that too. So it's like, it's a very funky period. It's very, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know it is. It's, it's, and I think, I don't know. I think I, I had a friend who had a baby about a month after me. And it was it's her first. Yeah, and I think I don't know about how if you feel this way and maybe this is why it's not always talked about. Yeah. To to the length that it probably should be. Yeah. I think it can always it can be taken as, oh, you're just trying to scare me or you're just trying to be negative or, you know, the whole like, you know, just you wait kind of mentality. And so you almost like don't want to say something that could no. be portrayed that way because you don't want to scare that person. You don't want to come across as that type of person to them. No, no. Um, but in the reality, you're just trying to help them and no. give them a, an expectation. Uh, and I mean, I even uh, I on my stories, freshly postpartum, I walked through what you might have to take care of yourself down, yeah. down there for yeah. the first few weeks. Yep. And I was going through all the products and how to make the sandwich and I cannot tell you how many messages I got from women being like I wish I would have had someone tell me this before I, I was oh. in the hospital. Oh, completely. I'm like, I'm like and yeah. I've said the same thing. I'm like yeah. I know and that's why I want to share it because it would help to just be like, okay, that looks familiar. When I go to the hospital and they tell me this, I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I I do know this a little bit better. Than well, I that
0: I feel that same exact way with my first birth experience because Cassie's birth birth story, and I need to make like a separate podcast about this. It's just like yeah. one of my birth stories, but Cassie's birth birth story and birth experience was completely traumatic, like completely so sorry a that shit that was, show. Yeah, um, and but I went into it. I didn't take any classes because what I had known about childbirth was like my mom's experiences and what what my mom had told me basically (laughs) of her saying that she went in, she got an epidural, she felt nothing Mm -hmm. pushed and she got us out and that was it. So I went in not taking any previous classes. I never took anything about breastfeeding. I never went in and took anything. Um, I knew more about like being fit during pregnancy, because that was like my specialty. So that's all I focused on about like exercising, but I had no clue about anything else. And, um, when shit hit the fan and then afterwards, I just was like, I never knew how to advocate for myself.
1: I didn't know what
0: questions to ask or what things to do. My mom, thankfully, gosh, I'll like forever be thankful for my mom during that time because she came in. And after I had cast she was down in the NICU, but no one had told me that I could go and see her. Oh. So, so I, she was born at seven 30 in the morning and no one told me until three o'clock in the afternoon that I could actually Are you freaking see her. kidding me. Mm-mm, it was awful. I thought that I wasn't allowed.
1: Okay. I'm like going to get, I'm postpartum hormones here, but I'm like wanting to cry for you.
0: Oh, but- it was awful. Like even just thinking about it, like, no one told me until then. And I laid in bed and my sister and my mom came to see me in the hospital. And I called my mom 10 minutes after she was born. Like while I was still on the like, bed, you know, the bed, the delivery yeah. bed, everyone mm-hmm. had left because what had happened was it, she was born at seven 30. So in hospitals, usually there's the shift, Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was a code blue. So everyone and their mother had to come in. The people that were leaving the shift plus arriving for the shift all came into the room. Then shit hit the fan. But then immediately after she was out and she was assessed and said that she needed to go down to the NICU right away. Um, they brought her down and everyone then had to leave my room in order to do the transition for shift. So 10 minutes after delivering her, after this traumatic event, oh I God. was alone in my no. room, like completely alone. And Ke- because like Kevin, I sent Kevin down. I didn't want well, to leave absolutely. Her.
1: So I was like, go with
0: her. So I called my mom all, all alone. And I said, she's out. And I, and I just started crying. I said, I don't know what just happened. I don't, I don't know what just happened. And she, my sister and my mom arrived. And they came in the hospital room and I just laid there in the bed in the postpartum wing. And they're like, have you seen her? And I was like, no. And she was like, and then my mom called a nurse and she said, can she go down and see her? And they're like, of course she can. And no one had told me. So then my sister offered to bring me down. She wheeled me down to the NICU. And while we were on our way, I started crying because I said, Catherine, I didn't have the love at first sight. Like I didn't have that love at first sight that everyone talks about Yeah, because of the experience and uh, just in general, I don't think it always happens to everyone. And I started sense. crying and I said, Catherine, if you wheeled me out of this hospital right now and you brought me home, I don't think I would care Aww. that you did. And I said, I don't feel any connection. And she's like, you just need to see her. And yeah. the moment I did, then it all changed. But I was like that right there was like, no one told me about this. Like no one, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know any, any, anything to advocate for myself, any questions to ask Like what to do. I didn't even know I could breastfeed her. My mom had to ask (laughs) like, no one told me I could try that. And you know,
1: what is that? First of all, I'm really sorry that that was your, that, that was your first experience. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's, you definitely need to, you need to, make an own, your own episode about that, because Mm. I think that's going to help a lot of women who unfortunately I'm sure had a very similar experience as you. Yeah. Um, but gosh, is that just such a, just a direct connection to how even just women postpartum are treated in at least the United States. Like, uh, um, I, I just, I can't stand even the Uh, paper that is the depression scale that you have to fill out that I just feel like I could easily just lie on here. Like I I could, and also the way that it's worth, I don't, anyways, that's a whole another topic. No, no,
0: but it's true. It's all part of the postpartum thing though, because like I know for like this, so that first, first part of time was fine. My second with Spencer, I honestly don't remember shit from Spencer's. I feel really bad about that. And I don't, I just was talking about this the other day yeah. or yesterday when I recorded a podcast episode. Um, I don't remember anything really from Spencer's pregnancy. I remember having him like in yes. the hospital and I remember being in the hospital, but because of COVID,
1: oh, I think the yes. moment COVID
0: hit, I just everyone was depressed. I don't think I had postpartum depression. I think at, the entire world was on fire. And I think I just shut down in order to like survive. No, but I don't, don't really remember his infancy. And it's so you
1: know I feel that I feel very similarly with Cam. Um, yeah. my second, yeah. Yeah? because it was September 2020. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of that postpartum period was my absolute worst thus far, at least at this, at this point. sure
0: Yeah. No. And then my third, I mean, Haley was fine, but Haley, you know, so Haley's postpartum with her and funny enough. And I think I talked to you about this when we were pregnant, I Mm -hmm. felt like a shoe was waiting to drop. The other shoe was waiting to drop the entire pregnancy. I just was waiting for disaster to strike. Mm -hmm. And the moment she was delivered, I was like, okay, weight has been lifted. No disaster has happened, but now shit's gonna happen. Yes, and I just absolutely like kind of. I I got really bad postpartum, postpartum anxiety with uh, her, and it was managed. Like it was managed where I think like postpartum when you're freshly postpartum, baby blues. Yes, is a little bitch.
1: It it. I was just talking about my to this to my sister the other the yeah. Day. Mm -hmm. Baby
0: And baby blues technically should last like 10 days, like 10 days to two weeks. Like baby blues should not be.
1: Yeah. It's and it's and it doesn't also take up like your whole day. Like you might have like little moments of it. Yeah. Like if you
0: randomly just start crying out of nowhere. That's baby blues, or if yes. you're feeling sad for some reason, and you don't and understand no, yeah. why. That mm-hmm. could be just baby blues. If it if it goes on and it starts to encompass your day, then that's something worth looking at.
1: Absolutely. And it was
0: during that first two week period of like that baby blues that I just was such an anxious mm-hmm. territorial. Did you, did you get territorial?
1: You know what? I never got territorial. Oh, but I, I always was very anxious about, are they breathing? Yeah, Like, um, you know, like I couldn't say, Oh my gosh, if I had to put them in the car, if I had to put any of them in the car seat, yeah. no matter how many times I researched, like how to put them in properly and car seat safety. I always, I mean, still to this day, I, I'm not laughing, but I'm like relating to when you would be like, I'm just checking the rear view mirror to make sure Haley's in They're the car. In the
0: car. I, yes. I still do that. I still did that today. It was with her in the car and I still have a yes. moment where like, you know, when you zone out, when you're driving, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you catch yourself that you zoned out and you're like, wait, holy shit, did I forget her in the parking lot? And then all of a it's sudden, I'm like, like the
1: worst feeling. Yes. It's the
0: panic that just sits in and You're looking. And I'm like, okay, oh, thank God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but mm-hmm. awful. But I, yeah, I, that, that was rough. And I've, I've done pretty well, except for when she put a feather in her mouth last week. Then my, oh, yeah, that was
1: interesting. Again.
0: Mm-hmm. We're good. We're out of the woods with that one. But that's, that's like just the postpartum anxiety was the thing that hit me this time that I wasn't <laughs> expecting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost feel like it gets, at least for me, each time it feels like it's getting stronger yeah. because almost because I feel like I truly know what it means to then ha- be pregnant and then have a baby and that it's actually a human that I care yeah. and love Yeah. and like want to protect. And I almost feel like, because I understand that more and more each time, Yeah. that's where I feel like it makes it it presents itself sometimes even stronger. Like, yeah. I feel like even recently I'm having like just intrusive thoughts, which I feel like I've that's something that n- never heard about in my yeah. life. I remember okay. I was, I I started feeling like with Cameron, I, I would have them and I would be like, no, stop it. Like, I don't, I don't want to visualize that. I don't want to think about that. Oh yeah. And I remember I saw a TikTok about intrusive thoughts and I was yeah. like, this is a thing. Like this yeah. is real it's
0: more like what if, Scenarios oh,
1: yes. where it's like you're walking down
0: the stairs, and I'm like, "What if I trip and uh, fall?"
1: Yes, I I can't, and then you literally feel like you visually see it happen.
0: Oh, it visually happened, and I it will happen to a point where then I have to stop, and like I get nauseous, and yes. I have to wait, and yes. I have to wait for it to pass, and like get it out of my head, and I'm like, Hey, it's just a thought."
1: And yeah. Oh, oh, I know it's it can it's definitely that's something I feel like. I had no clue that that no. was a thing, but no. I know it's widely shared amongst many women postpartum oh, completely. completely. You know what else was something else that I did not expect with postpartum and being in the fourth trimester. Mm. I knew that when, you know, you always heard never going to sleep again, kind of comment. And you're like, thank you. I, I, I understand that newborns don't really sleep that well, but yeah. thank you. Um, the I, I talked about this on my stories, but the nighttime scaries.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh that to me, where in, and, and if you're not familiar with that, it's basically where almost like when you have the Sunday scaries right before work. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's coming. Like you just kind of feel this feeling of like not well, I guess I should say dread. I feel like yeah. it's right. D- yeah, accurate. you're dreading you're dreading it. Yeah. You're dreading it. Yeah. And because for me it's like I thrive on routine. I like to know what I expect. Like yep. I want to know what it's going to be happening. Yep. And so when you get to the nighttime and you know that it's about to be the, the time where we should be sleeping. Yep. Um, but we don't know how much we're going to be sleeping, how long we're going to be up for. Nope. And you just feel like this anxiousness right around dinner time as the yep. sun starts setting. Yep. And you're like, oh, I'm anxious. Yeah, I'm I, that was something I did not expect. And I I felt that with every single one. It seems a little bit better this time just because I understand that it does get better. Yeah. You know? Um, but
0: unless in my case it gets better and then it gets worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know yet how mine's going to go, but
0: that's, that's how I've been. I've been, I literally thought that this morning when I woke up and I was like, I haven't slept a full night in six, like, yeah, probably in six months. And that we we got lucky. We got like a, we got like a month. I know good when Mm -hmm. she was like three months. And then after that, it was all downhill from there. But I'm like, it's been a long time since I have slept all night, but, and I used to feel that way. I don't anymore. And I, I was talking to someone about this and I was like, my biggest tricks one is I Mm -hmm. don't think about it anymore. I just, I, I don't, the moment I even used to freak about it. I'm like, I it's sleep. I will get it at some point. Like if I will, I will figure it out. And I will get it at some point. Mm-hmm. I will be fine Two, um, I don't check my phone in the middle of the night anymore. I used to bring my phone in when I was nursing because I just needed entertainment.
1: Yeah, that's a good tip. I
0: don't check it anymore. And I don't look at my phone. I don't look at the time. I don't want to see what time it is. Because if I see that it's three o'clock in the morning, it's going Which- to freak me out. Mm-hmm.
1: That's always the time I'm up. So yeah,
0: I always am like envious of like the couples that are split feeds. I don't know if you and your husband do. No,
1: but no. Ryan's an amazing dad. I mean, no. he's very hands on and he wants to do and help. Yeah. Um, but just like when you were talking about with Haley, that she just wants you and like, yeah. it's just, she is attached to you. Yeah. That is how Mackenzie is with me Yeah. where it just, as much as I want somebody else to do it for me, yeah. And so I can have like a second. It's just easier if I do it.
0: Well, yeah. that is, that's the thing. And I I posted up a reel, the other, I don't even know when it was something, it was the, Oh, it was the reel that I did where it was like praying to the gods that I get five minutes all <laughs> yes. the like time. Yes. And someone commented on it the other day saying, I'm wondering why you feel this way. Does your husband not help out? Like my husband, I'm a first time mom and my husband splits everything and he's hands on and like she basically went on this whole tirade basically oh, yeah. saying that I'm bashing my husband for not and I'm like I, I didn't even bother replying cuz I don't no. care. But I'm like in replying now if you're listening you little asshole um <laughs> she
1: <laughs> for real give it to him, Mary.
0: <laughs> she uh I for me like a third time especially when you're a third time mom. Third time mom, I need Kevin to handle the bigger kids.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he
0: handles the bigger kids. And that's probably why Haley a isn't as daddy centered centered because she has always been with me because when he yes. has the bigger kids, she's on me. It's mm-hmm. also probably why she sucks at taking a bottle because it's just far easier for me to whip a tit out as opposed yeah. to him trying to bottle feed her.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's just, it, we kind of set ourselves self up for.
1: failure. Don't say (laughs) failure. The situation, a
0: situation, (laughs) but that's why. So I'm like, I know know. why it happened, but I'm like, that that's the thing that a lot of people forget too. I'm like at the end of the day, it's just, we're the default. We're the default. Yeah. It is what it is. And I think it is,
1: uh, it's not a bad thing. I don't think so either. And just because, and also just because we are the default doesn't mean that our significant others the parent other parent isn't hands on and isn't involved and doesn't no put effort in no. i mean that's just crazy no. uh, it's just babies tend to gravitate towards one and that can change even throughout their first year Oh, completely. I, I know, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure I know. I, I'm sure many parents can say, oh, you know, my my kid wanted me and was all about mama and then it turned over to data or whatever, whatever your dynamic. Well, it's is. happening.
0: It's it's happening right now. And even uh, bedtime right now. Cassidy, my oldest, she is mm-hmm. anti mom. It's she's anti me when it comes to bedtime because she knows she can't get away with anything.
1: Yes. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, but lately because I think Kev has been traveling so much that I put her to bed mm-hmm. and so Kev is home and he said, you know, do you want me to put, bring you to bed? And she's like, no, I want mom. And he was kind of butthurt about it. Oh. Like you could tell that he was hurt. Cause it's like, like thing; mm-hmm. it's his thing. Like it, he doesn't see him most, like most of the day. So when he gets home, bedtime is like his thing. Absolutely. And, um, so I did. And I came down the stairs and he was like, did you give her 20 kisses and 20 hugs? And I'm like, no, and he was like, what do you <laughs> mean? And I was like, I don't. She doesn't get away with that shit. I was like, "Yeah." He was like, no. he was like, "She doesn't like you. She lets you put her to bed without that." And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> like she has no choice with me.
1: Uh-huh. It's not
0: happening." I know, but uh, yeah, I know. It's just mm-hmm. it's 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 an interesting process, and I think, um, you know, what the other state, the other thing of fourth trimester and just a po- postpartum that mm-hmm. I want to talk about is the roommate phase.
1: Yeah. That's that either the roommate point.
0: phase or the hating your husband phase.
1: <laughs> you know what? I I would say right now we're doing good in that department because I think the third time around I just feel like we know how this goes. Yeah. And we understand the ebb and flow of it. Yeah. And Ryan is a very good communicator. I'm the one that kind of is not the greatest at it. Like, no. I just, my thing is, is like, I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to like impose or be a burden or whatever. Like, no. I'm just, I always like to just be like, oh, it's, you know, it's all good. Yeah. But he's the one that's really great at keeping our communication like open. Going. Yeah. And so he just like, we just keep each other like, hey, listen, you know, I, let's hang out tonight or I need this from you. Yeah. Um, and so that's been the case. But we've definitely gone through that phase. I mean, it's very easy to to do. You're I
0: think it's gonna go through anyone's gonna yeah. go through it, even if you get a dog, like yeah, you're and do go you go through it. Yeah. But that's that was like one thing of postpartum that I didn't expect. Same thing. I think this time was much better for us. I think mm-hmm. the two, I think one to two definitely rocked our world a little bit. Did
1: do you feel like your one to two was your hardest transition too? Because that's, that's, that's oh, that yeah. was my hardest so far.
0: Oh yeah. One to two rocked my world. It, it completely, even now, like my two are the toughest on me. Then like people ask me like about like, how is it with three? And I'm like, it feels like two, but now you have one extra body. Like yes. I'm my, my focus is still on my, my top two because they're constantly beating the crap out of each other. So I'm like, it's just. My two are the ones that give me the headache. (laughs) And then I got a third that I have to manage (laughs) at some point. Thank God, chill, chill. But um, I think with us going one to two, that definitely rocked our world. And I remember, I think I remember the first time I felt that way though, like with first even, I think it was hormonally, like I was like, I was just agitated. I was agitated at everything he did. Yes. I got mad at everything and then got sensitive at everything Mm -hmm. being touched out. Oh, that's another thing, dude. That's was another, another thing, thing that no one prepared you for. No touched out. And if you don't know what that is, essentially imagine having a human being, or <laughs> a monkey picture, having a monkey that never stops moving, that never stops moving, that constantly wants to eat your nipples Yep. all day, yep. touching you, um, slobbering all over you, spinning up all over you
1: all night, night, all day. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't leave you. Yes. And then imagine then someone coming up to you wanting to touch you in a way that's not that or hug you or mm-hmm. have, or want to have sex and that's just like never going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's not happening. It's like, you know what? I love you but no. No, not right now. No. no when you I-
0: when you have to go poop with a baby on your chest. <laughs> because you physically cannot remove them off of you
1: or else they just scream their heads off or they just scream i
0: god that was such a story lord have mercy i
1: oh i'm I'm ready telling
0: telling kev we got oh god it was when cat Haley was brand new but she was like early and we got takeout. This is such a terrible story. I'm so no, sorry. No, I love this. This is what together. this is all about. We got go takeout. We got Mexican. It hurt my stomach. I had to go to the bathroom yes. and he was screaming. And Kevin, I was just like, I was like, close your eyes. Cause we're not that type of couple. I was like, close your eyes and bring her <laughs> in here. And so I am like, <laughs> so he is, but he like, I had to like breastfeed this poor child while I am literally while pooping while I am like not pooping like bridesmaids. Pooping. Oh, like, Megan, no. look away. Pooping. And I was like, oh. And af- after that, like when I were talking, when I was like trying to explain to him what touchdown is, I was like, imagine having to do that every single day. And yes. then someone coming up to him being like, I want to intimately touch you. <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: It's oh, not going to yeah.
0: happen. But I was like, that that's like, that was another thing. But that's how you end up in the roommate phase is just because you just become robots like you're just you're just trying to get from point a to point b at the end of the day and like that whole commingling thing just kind of fizzles
1: you're tired you know you feel tired you're spent you you know took care of the kids all day or you were working all day and then you're trying to do the bedtime thing and then you're just like you finally get a moment for yourself to just like relax and you're like i don't want to do anything i just want to lay here Yeah. Don't talk to me.
0: Don't touch me. Just marinate. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just stare straight forward and figure out what, what next day is going to be like. And I think that's hard, but I think what you were saying with your husband, like communication is like,
1: yeah, the key. Do you guys have like a, like a, you try to try to do like once a week, you get like a moment where you guys are together or do you like a monthly thing or like, what's your, what do you guys we talking like sex or just like? and no. <laughs> I was I like, mean, oh, if you want to, if you want to go, no, just, um, um, no, like, no, like, like just even just out. like spending, yeah, like quality yeah, like time um, guys are together.
0: Usually, I mean, every night if we can, then we try. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like us on here, um, he knows like it's important that I'm getting these done, so I'm like, eh. it was like another night, and I was like, just hang out, and he's like, it's fine, he doesn't care because he knows it's yeah. important to me, but um. Like usually it's every night once the kids go to bed, we just pick a Netflix show and or movie, or we try to like Mm -hmm. do that. Um, Like that's our like date. We don't go on dates. So we don't have time. How do I, how do I even find the time to do that? Nor let alone, I don't, I'm not hiring a, I have a babysitter. I've just hired a babysitter. i told you that, but I finding someone to watch all three children, that is a hard, hard thing. And I don't think anyone prepared me for that.
1: It's no, one thing to find no. a babysitter
0: for one. It's enough yeah. to find a babysitter for two. When you got three, holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And not to mention, you know, you're in a situation where Haley isn't letting anybody else feed her.
0: No, you or know? hold her. Or or hold her. So like, how do you do that? Yeah. It it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> like happen. It's,
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even oh, happening. This is my cat. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. but it's it's hard. But I think we try every night um, to just do something and talk and we talk all day. And I think that's been helpful. Um, but it just, yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing that I didn't expect. And I think it, again, it's got easier, but for anyone listening, if you're going through that, it's not, it's not uncommon. No. Communicate, communicate, like, uh, be annoying about it and talk. And I think it tried to explain what's going on, in your head, because I think a lot of guys, like when I shared that real or TikTok that I made a lot, one of the common responses was like from a guy saying that they were jealous. They said, they got, you have this baby. And then I'm jealous that like all this, all this energy gets focused in a lot of people bashed this one dad that was saying that and saying like, well, you sound like a child and things like that. And I'm like, no, I, I kind of understand. No, I now. understand that. I understand that. Like all the all your attention, all the attention has gone to this baby. And it's no longer on the relationship and it's completely gone. And they didn't expect that. Like no one's expecting that, but at, I think it's just a two-sided thing to figure out and talk to your spouse, see how they're feeling and then mm-hmm. talk to share how you're feeling and try to like communicate that in a way that you can kind of, you're not going to understand it. We're not ever going to understand the other's experience, but you're going to, you can at least empathize and be like, okay, I understand that you're kind of in a weird spot right now of yeah. figuring yourself out.
1: Yeah especially if you're,
0: especially with postpartum bodies. Like that's another thing.
1: Oh my God. Like, we yeah, can go on and on about this. <laughs> postpartum is just, there are so many. facets. Yeah. Yes. And it just, that's why I think it's so important to be talking about it more and having more open conversations and being open about, Hey, this is how I feel because otherwise you're going to go through it and be like, is anybody else feeling like this? Is mm-hmm. this normal? And it can be overwhelming. It, oh. You're learning. You're when you shared the other day. I'm going to probably butcher the name of like the term. Matri- matri- oh, uh, matrescence. Yes. I loved how you said that when you're a first-time mom, you feel that. But then, with every additional kid, yeah. you're also going through that because you've oh, yeah. never been a mom to three kids before. Yeah, and. I think that's really when it comes to postpartum, you've never had that specific postpartum experience before. Yeah. You no, know? doesn't yeah. matter how many kids you've had. You haven't had that one. Yeah. And so you just don't know what you're going to experience and what you're going to feel. And that's why it's, I think it's so important to have, and it, even if you're not, you know, openly sharing it, like, you know, how you did and how I do about yeah. our days and how we feel just to even have somebody that you can talk to in your own life that like say, Hey, like this is how I'm feeling today, you know, and have that safe space to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah. Because it doesn't like, and and that's the thing. And when you said in the beginning, like a lot of people think that it's like negative or you're trying to say like the just wait, it's not, we're not doing any of that. Like, and I think people get that so confused. Like Mm -hmm. if you were to say like, when, if you were to go up to someone that's pregnant and be like, just wait until they're born, you're going to Fucking hate it. Like that's a different thing. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. Cause no overwhelmingly, we love it. But it's a really in tremendous shift that none of us have been prepared for, none of us expected. Mm -hmm. And us being honest does not equate negativity. And I say that all the time. Uh, Yes. Like you can be honest.
1: That doesn't mean you're negative. Like I hate how there's sometimes that, that blurred line right there. Oh, oh, it's completely blurred. And it's not, it's not because I can't tell you how much, like, I literally love my, my, my kids so much. It physically hurts me. Yeah. like yeah. I like feel it in yeah. my body, Yeah, but I can still have moments where I'm struggling and yeah. I have parts of it that maybe, you know, like you said, with, uh, sometimes our ages that we go through that we yeah. love you, but maybe we don't, <laughs> don't like it. Yeah, the don't moment. like it very much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that could be some parts of being postpartum too. Like you just might not like a certain thing about it, or the way you feel about your body yet. But I love how you are open about how you feel about that and kind of your journey through that. Yep. Especially probably from your perspective of being previously a personal trainer. Yep. I mean, you have a unique perspective, yep. and so it's just. Yeah, it's I love I wish that we were all more honest and open and then allow that to be received in the way that you're trying to to share it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah.
0: because sometimes that's that's like the biggest thing is I, I don't think even us talking like I and I say this all the time, like if you're new to this podcast, I'm not having anyone. I've yet to have experts on and I'm not really even gaming, like gunning to have an expert on because I don't, I don't need necessarily like tangible things to walk away from. And I, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that like Jordan and I are saying that like, if you do a B and C, you're going to feel better just being heard. And I hope that if you're listening, you just feel like shit yeah like this is what's going on because i think just even feeling like you are less alone or just feeling like you're being listened to just yes. like listened to like i always say that to like my best friend if like my best friend comes to me and she asks for advice i'm like do you want me to listen or do you want my input what do you want oh, because, I, like there's yeah. that's a complete difference sometimes you want input and other times you, you want, don't other times you want, sometimes you just want to vent and you don't want any response back absolutely so it's like, if, if that's what's going on, like, that's what you can expect here. It's just like, I hope you're nodding your head. If you're listening and being like, holy shit, I feel all this. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think that that goes without saying like, just who you are, that people that are listening are going to feel that for sure. Well, I hope so. Absolutely. I, I, so. I love, I just love you.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> love you. Well, we're going to wrap things up, but I'm yes. going to let, so Jordan, where can everyone find you? What channels? Oh.
1: Oh okay. Oh. Um. No. So I uh, have my Instagram page, which is at wonderfully mama, yep. and then I do have a TikTok. Um. Trying to get all, you know. I
0: love Jordan's TikTok. <laughs> I. I. We were just talking about this,
1: uh, yes. before we started it,
0: recording. But I love Jordan's TikTok and Instagram and TikTok are completely different. They are Instagram so different. Is Instagram? Yeah. Is like TikTok is everything. Instagram is in a weird yeah. way i don't TikTok. know how to describe mm-hmm. it it's like very weird but tiktok you can be more authentic than you already are um and it's all in one space but jordan like shares your day-to-day life you can't really do that on instagram but you can
1: but you can't at the same but time you can't it's very you just weird. and also you know you can get flagged for the most random things and then get in like instagram jail for stupid reasons I um, got No, but my tiktok is not wonderfully mama it's just my name so jordan c bradford um mm-hmm. and yeah I, that's
0: and i'll put yeah, all I'm, this i'll put all this in like the description of stuff Yeah, if you, any of you guys want to find jordan but i highly highly suggest it because oh I'm, I'm having everyone on that i'm friends with
1: and and I friends.
0: I feel like we really are friends. Like this we whole are. time, we I are. We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna get. We You're only three hours away from me. It's not that impossible.
1: I know. It's really not. And we can 100 percent make it happen. it happen. It will. It will. Well, if it's it not, will happen. If it's not by the end of this year,
0: I makes... want it to happen when our babies are old enough where we cannot be with our babies.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. When we meet. Okay. No, I love this. <laughs> I love this because then we can. Have fun. Yeah. (laughs) And not worry about anything else. Exactly. I love it. Oh, I love it. Yay. I'm I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I feel so that you wanted me to come on. So thank you. Always.
0: Well, and for anyone listening, uh stay tuned for more to come because this is
1: this doing, doing a big thing here. I love it. Thanks.
0: Another episode down and way more to go, but thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to share it with others and post about it on your own social media or leave a rating and review. I cannot tell you how helpful and how appreciated those things are for me. Of course, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at The Very Merry Life, over on TikTok, The Very Merry Life. And even if you wanted to check out my monthly newsletter, you can do so by subscribing over at theverymerrylife.com. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned for more honest, raw, real chit chat. I have some amazing moms lined up coming on, and shit's gonna get fun. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's gonna be good.